Welcome to episode 106 of the 7th Rounders. This is co-host Connor Powers coming from you live from my New York City bedroom. We start today on a bit of a somber note. Uh, Julio Jones, star wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons, has officially been traded to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, the Falcons will be receiving next year's second round pick and a future fourth rounder. And it's sad. It's very sad. Uh, we lose our all-time franchise leader in catches, receiving yards, receiving yards per game, receiving yards per reception, second all-time in receiving touchdowns, for future first ballot Hall of Famer. <clears throat> And there's not there's there's just not too many positives to take from this. Yes, we get a massive contract off the books, but we're losing, you know, a corner piece of of this franchise over the past, you know, ten seasons or so. Uh, my all time favorite player, all because we couldn't hold down a twenty eight to three lead in the Super Bowl. If only we knew. On that fateful day, I, I might not have actually gone to the game if I knew that they, that was going to happen. Maybe I would have stayed home and not watched at all. And maybe in an alternate universe, Atlanta and Dan Quinn and Julio Jones and Matt Ryan actually hold on to win that game. We'll never know. But it's a sad, sad day. We wish him nothing but the best in Tennessee. Hope that he can play through injuries. That's plagued in the last couple of seasons and it's wide receiver one era time for Calvin Ridley and we'll see what Atlanta can do this year under new head coach Arthur Smith other than that there's not too much to say just a, a sad day in history it's a sad sad day in history you are now listening seventh rounders thank you aj we're back and thank you connor for that intro connor won't be joining us on the episode um but it was important for him to leave that monologue to get us started tonight um so we'll hit on that quickly julio jones like connor said is a tennessee titan a really early voice crack out of you i just wanted to point that out i hope you improve it can only go up from here do you mean like a cut in the audio or an actual voice crack for me? No, a voice crack. I have an audible voice crack. I have so many of those, I just disregard them. I feel them. you haven't had one in a different. while, though, but you start the show with one. I'm just saying it can only go up from here. So that's a you set sure. yourself a baseline is what you've done, which is good. It's never bad. Yeah, I appreciate it. So Julio Jones to the Titans for a second round pick. And... I'm not going to say I'm not going to tell the people I told you so, but Connor, you know, the boys were having discussions leading up to the trade and I I didn't want to burst Connor's bubble. I didn't want to get into arguments with him, but Connor was expecting like a package of J.C. Jackson, Stefan Gilmore and a first round pick for Julio. And in the back of my mind, I'm just laughing, like not even remote. It's not even remotely close. And it winds up being a second round pick, which I think is reasonable for a player that probably has, I would say, two more productive years left. 
Do you agree with that, John? I think two more years is a realistic. He's 32 years old. That puts him at 34, a big bodied receiver. I say two more years of, you know, let's put it at 900 yards receiving. I think he's got three or four more. Really? Uh, uh, I think that's ambitious. It might be. I'll say three. I'll give him three. I, he does have a little bit of injury past. I was trying to think of how much, how susceptible he is to like a significant injury, but this, now I'm starting to think he might have two, two really good, really like really all pro potential years left is what I'm thinking when I'm saying this. Like two more of those, and then I think a third solid year where you see the decline at age 35 if he is 32 and you didn't lie to us. Yeah, he's 32. I say, yeah, I would agree that two strong all pro type seasons and then the 35 age 35 we see the decline start and then 36 you're probably yeah I mean not much a lot there so I look at two good years as 900 yards receiving and eight touchdowns I look at all pro as 1300 yards receiving and like 15 I really like that he's at Tennessee because they've got AJ Brown too so I don't know if he'll have as much attention as he had when he was with the Falcons although Ridley is a very good young receiver but Brown's pretty and then they also have got Derrick Henry, which the Falcons haven't had. When was the last time the Falcons had a dominant running back like that? That that's true, but I I think you gotta you gotta compare the dominant run game with the better quarterback. I think we're both in agreement. Matt Ryan is the better quarterback, although Tannehill's been really yeah, good the last the rock. years. I'm not really that concerned of any drop off there. I just think AJ Brown is. He's a top five receiver in the NFL, and I you could push you know top. I, I don't no, want to no, get I'll crazy. Stop you, stop you at five. Okay. Okay. We're gonna stop you at five. Yep. I think very Rick, very good. We're both very high on him. Yeah. So I just I think nine hundred yards and eight touchdowns is a realistic and a and a good goal for Julio. Um. But we'll see. I mean, I think Tennessee, does this change your outlook on Tennessee? I still see Tennessee as a 10 or an 11 win team with or without him. Um, Vegas didn't even um, adjust their odds. I think they're 40 to one. I think they stayed 40 to one. So they don't really think so. I don't think it changes a whole lot. I think it just makes their offense. It just adds another dynamic. How many games that will net them in additional? I, I don't really know. But I think now in the playoffs, they're they're more dangerous in the playoffs than they are, per se, to say, like, have a better regular season than you'd expect, I would think. Yeah, he's definitely an upgrade over Corey Davis, who they lost in free agency this year. But their defense is, is going to be, you know, their kryptonite. Uh, their defense is not great. Um, have they so made moves defensively? I can't think of any. Uh, I think uh, in the I draft, but I, I don't. They could have in free agency. Nothing's ringing a bell. Um, I, Titans. Nice. And Chad with a tough, little tough audio, but hey, you battled. I battled. So, well, John looks that up. Um, I think that's really all we have on the Julio front. Um, nonetheless, I mean, an amazing career. One of the greats. Um and I think we both see, you know, two solid years of production left for him. And that's kind of the Titans window. You know, Tannehill isn't as young as people think. Tannehill's probably 30, 31. Um, 
He's playing the best football of his career. Derrick Henry's probably 27, 28. Derrick Henry probably has, I mean, two years of production left, I think. Um, so they've got a window where if they can improve that defense, they're a legitimate threat. But Bud Dupree and Janoris Jenkins are their biggest uh, defensive additions. Oh, Bud, Bud Dupree's a, actually a massive addition. So I lied. So I started out with a voice crack. A tough audio moment and a lie. Um, that's on me, folks. Didn't realize Bud Dupree is a Tennessee Titan. That's a big one. Um, so we'll see if that defensive line can get pressure. And they're getting uh, a full season of Christian Fulton. I think he was a really high draft pick the year before. He had de- he was dealing with COVID quite a bit. Um, was he the LSU kid? I think so. Um Caleb Farley's also healthy to open the season. I think their defense is going to be a lot better. So Kevin Johnson, Kevin Johnson also signed with them. Are they the favorites in that division? They got to be, right? Who uh, else? Titans with Wentz. Jags aren't there yet. And the you Titans Colts with Wentz? Yeah, the Colts with Wentz. Jaguars aren't there yet. And the Titans are probably a dumpster fire. So. Jackson, you said Titans twice. <laughs> other teams you said titans Colts, and you said titans is the texans so when i said in the beginning it couldn't go you might have i don't know where your baseline is anymore it's low so let's move on let's yeah, go into yeah, playoffs nba playoffs kevin durant is just an absolute monster the bucks are what they <laughs> always are and they've fraudulent i tried to tell the people this drinking the dumb bitch juice betting on the bucks two games in a row took them to win the series i mean they really they really suckered me into it and honestly it's not like i hadn't i was all over the raptors that one year who did they play in the playoffs last year the heat i love the heat and then this year for some reason i'm like oh maybe the bucks will figure it out they haven't they can't they won't they never will Budenholzer can't coach in the playoffs for his life. John, he, but he doesn't he, make any adjustments. I agree. You're upset with, you know, you, you're betting on the box, but at the same time, the Nets are just a different breed. I mean, let's be honest. These playoffs are probably not going to be close. They aren't going to be close. I mean, let's set the over under on Nets losses. The rest of the playoffs at three. Like, they'll probably sweep the Bucks. They could sweep whoever they play in the Eastern Conference Finals. They could sweep the NBA Finals. I mean, there's just there's just no one that's going to compete. I mean, Durant goes 12 of 18 from the field, 4 of 6 from 3 for 32 points. And then, you know, Kyrie with 22, 5, and 6. And they win by 70, and they Harden didn't even play. I just and then, you know, role players in 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 Joe Harris, Blake Griffin, um, you know, Landry Shamet off the bench, a couple other guys, they're just they're not gonna lose. I don't see how it's possible. I believe they're minus one ten to win the title. They're minus odds now. Yeah, pound that shit. I might have to pound that shit. Uh so the other game last night was a Phoenix-Denver game where Phoenix won 122-105. Suns blew him out in the fourth quarter, at least in the second half. Michael Bridges, leading scorer with 23 points. He has been a revelation this year with Phoenix. Aiton with a double-double, 20-10. and 10. Jay Crowder, 14 points. 
CP3, 21, 6, and 11. I'm pretty confident that it's going to be a Suns-Nets NBA Finals. I agree. I would enjoy that. I think it'd be fun. Maybe the, I think honestly I think the Suns might be able to take two, and I could be completely stupid for saying that, <laughs> but that's not saying much. Two out of seven. I the Jazz are just percolating right there though. Chris Paul is witty. Devin Booker is smooth. He's got one of the most complete games oh, in the so league. Good. Booker is smooth. I yeah I'll continue to say it though. This team with Booker and eight in the last two years are a lottery team. They go and add I mean, they're, five-year-old they're Chris Paul. They're their first two seasons with no one. Yes, I mean, Chris Paul's made a massive impact, Booker's obviously. Booker's been in the league for like five years, though. Aiden's yeah. been in the league for two years. Yeah, Booker's Remember been in the spot? league for a while. Eight, no in the bubble. They're up to something then. That, something then. that, yeah. No. No, I don't. Yeah, they can do whatever. The the Heat made it to the NBA Finals in the bubble. The bubble doesn't. That literally the season doesn't count. LeBron has not won a title with the Lakers. That season's irrelevant. Um, who are the Jazz even playing? Why am I drawing a blank? Is it Jazz Clippers? Yeah, that could be a good series. Um, game one is tonight. While we record, when you're listening, game one will be over. The Jazz are a three-point favorite. Um, wh- where do you lean in this series, John? I feel like this may be, you know, one of the more competitive series we see. And breaking news: Tampa takes a two-zero lead on Carolina. Um, back to the regular scheduled programming. Uh, where do you lean in this series, John? I, I kind of lean. This is a seven-game series, and I think Utah outlasts them. Clippers coming off a, you know, a seven-game series. Um. Yeah, I'm on Utah here to win the series, I think, as well. Um, Clippers uh, struggled against the Mavs, and I, I just never – Luka's unbelievable, but I never really thought the Mavericks were going to be a serious threat in the West, and they took them seven. The Clippers can't win at home a little bit. I know they won the last game, but that's a little concerning. The Clippers need to move like cities. I think that would be the best thing for them. No one likes them in L.A. to begin with. Everyone hates them. And it's like, and they can't win at home. Just like, go to Seattle. But yeah, I like the I like the the Jazz in seven. Uh, game two right now between Philly and Atlanta. Uh, nearly halftime. Philly's up nine. Atlanta with a 1-0 series lead after Trey Young went off in game one. Embiid is playing tonight. I don't think he played in game one, correct? Or did I lie again? Or he was hurt, right? He did play in game one. He gave it his all. It was a shocker that he played. Okay, so he was useless. Um, I think this is a... I think Philly wins this one in six. I just don't think Atlanta's... I mean, they're they're good, not great. Um, Trey Young can only carry him so far. Um, I like I like Philly in six, and then yeah, I like Brooklyn to probably sweep Milwaukee, and then I like Phoenix. I like Phoenix in six. I think Denver will take a couple games there. I've placed a crazy bet mid show here: Clippers to win Game One tonight, but the Jazz to win the series at plus five hundred. I don't hate it. You're interested. Yeah, I'm intrigued by that. It is. It's a resounding yes for me. 
I won't be placing the bat, but I'm in full support. You have my support behind me, behind you. Great. That's great to hear. Uh, what? So, and then you are on Phoenix for their series, and you're on Brooklyn at this point. You've faltered. Just give up on Milwaukee now, correct? Yep. Yes. Milwaukee okay. is dead as a doorknob. I think they get swept very potentially. Isn't it dead as a doornail, not doorknob? <laughs> it could be anything. Okay. You might be right. I don't know. That is a doornail. Yeah, that sounds right. Sure. Okay. Um, NHL, anything left with NBA? I think we've said we all, all we need to say there. Yeah, that's that's enough. Um, the the cane the canes are in trouble. I'll be I'll be the first to say it. Careful. <laughs> Full morale. panic mode. Full panic mode. Morale is definitely low here for the the Carolina. So I don't know. Eight minutes left in the third. They're down two nothing. I think Carolina's season comes to a close tonight. I did take Carolina in this game, unfortunately. I thought they would sneak one more out, get it to 3-2, and then lose in game six. Doesn't look like that's the case. Tampa Bay is just too good. Um, Tampa Bay is going to boat race either the Islanders or the Bruins. Um, Do you think the Bruins are dead moving to there? So that is the series of the season so far, uh, thanks to Borelli's. Um, you don't know. I think, no, I I don't. I think they win Game Six, and then it's a toss up in Game Seven. I still like the Bruins. I just the Islanders are fraudulent to me. I don't understand it. There's they nothing to like. I think they've been quite outplayed, but they've found ways to win. Barry Trotz is magic in in June. He magic. is. You. So you like the Islanders to finish the series off? I'm rooting wholeheartedly for the Islanders. As are most people. If I am an Islanders fan, though, and the Bruins win game six, I am pissing myself. That's scary. So while I'm rooting for the Islanders, I worry about the Islanders. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. They could collapse any moment. I just feel like they're hang they're hanging on by like a thread right now. Like everything went on. right la- last night. Yeah, they're hanging on. They're hanging on. They really are. I I, I think the Bruins do four seven here. I really do. I think it. I honestly could see the Bruins destroying the Islanders tomorrow night, sending it to Game Seven, and then just the the momentum of the series completely shifts. I could see that happening. Um, I mean, you see what saw what the Islanders did in Boston. They go five two like like that, and just like a, they boat raced them. And I know the Bruins came back a little at the end, and the Islanders had to hang on. But I just think the Bruins could do the same thing tomorrow. Um, so I like the Bruin Bruins in seven. Um, I've been mentally preparing for a Bruins Lightning. Um, what is that? The semifinals? What do they call it? It's not like the Eastern Conference Finals. Is it just the semifinals? Yeah. I've been mentally preparing for Bruins Lightning Final Four matchup. Um, and I still think it'll happen. It's not looking great at the moment, but I, I still think that that's going to wind up happening. Um, shifting gears to out west and up north. Vegas is putting up a fight against Colorado. I Vegas did not see it happen. Got, 
I so uh, let's start with the Canadians are a absolute wagon. I believe on the last episode of the prior one, I said the Canadians are going to come out of the Canada division. They end up taking care of business with Toronto, and they sweep the shit out of the very, very bad Winnipeg Jets. I took the Canadian series bet. I took them every game that series. They've kept me afloat in times of struggle. So I'm all over the Canadians. I love that team. Um, the West, Colorado might be mental midgets in the playoffs. You, they, didn't, they did not need to see two losses like that. Vegas has been there before. I actually like Vegas a little bit more in the playoffs, despite how much I think more talented Avalanche are than probably the next best team. But that that is a group that I worry about confidence-wise now that they've lost two straight. Tonight's going to be a very telling game, and I kind of think Vegas wins it. I don't know. All The home team has won every game so far. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Colorado is definitely more talented, but, you know... Vegas has that postseason experience, that big game experience. I still think Colorado takes the series. I just got that feeling um, where, like Boston, I think the talent shines through in the end. And I have Colorado sweeping Montreal in the final four. And I'm sticking with my prediction from the beginning of the playoffs, a lightning and Avalanche just powerhouse finals. And folks, you know this means this is not going to happen. This is likely this likely means it's going to be an Islanders Canadians finals, which would be the most fraudulent Stanley Cup matchup ever. Yeah. If the Islanders and the Canadians play. I will be disgusted in the NHL. May never watch a game again until game one for the Sabres next year, but I'll be boycotting the NHL. Um, give me your finals, your Stanley Cup preview, John. The folks want to hear it. Can I, I don't know if a preview is appropriate without a, like a full-blown preview, but I can give a you prediction. a prediction. Okay. Tampa Bay is coming out of the East Central. East Central. Uh they're just too good. They're too damn good. They're going to be back in there. Um, and then coming out of the Canada West, I think that the Montreal Canadiens are going to put up a fight against that West team. I think that's going 6-7 at least. But I think that the Colorado Avalanche finally fucking do it and have some postseason stones. And uh, the matchup everyone wanted, Colorado-Tampa Bay, pulls through. And Colorado figures it out and wins, despite the fact that I'm worried about them. And I think that they could lose tonight. But I think they could win two in a row to end the series. I don't know. I don't really know anything. So safe to say the NHL playoffs are more open than the NBA playoffs. So much more open. They've been so much more exciting. A lot. If you compare overtime games, you might have as many overtime games in the NHL playoff as you have 15-plus point blowout wins in the NBA playoffs. So, yeah, the NHL playoffs have been fantastic. NBA playoffs have been a snooze fest. I've been up, I've been down, I've been around, I've been all over the place in both. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? I sure don't. That's That's been proven many times. But that's why we love it. Keep us on our toes, keep us excited, keep us in the game. And I'm excited to see what the uh, the rest has in store. What is sad at the same time that all this is happening is with every game that comes and then goes, that's one less game we have left in these playoffs. It makes me sad to think about the fact that there's only going to be four NHL teams left soon. But that's the the best hockey. That's the best all year. 
John, you got to be dreading like a month from now when the NBA and NHL playoffs are over and you're just stuck with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Miserable dead season. Well, I mean, we we got Brian Hayes, stud rookie, just missing first base tonight on a home run. They they called him out. I don't know if you saw that yet, but that's oh yeah, I did. that's the state of Pittsburgh Pirates baseball. That's all I want to talk about. That Adam Frazier, Brian Reynolds playing fantastic this year. But that's all I'll say about the Pirates. They're they're a sickening franchise. They'll never figure it out. So, John, is it safe to say once in what is it? Probably three weeks from now, once you know the NHL playoffs and the playoffs are over, probably longer than three weeks. So a month. Maybe not. We'll say a month. Month. Once these playoffs are over, beginning of July, it's just full board prep for football season. For the most part. I mean, like, as a Pirates fan, it's full-blown prep. For me, as a Yankees fan, it's it's teetering right now. The Yankees are showing some characteristics of the Pirates. Um, thankfully, I've had other things to keep me distracted. Um but if the Yankees don't start becoming talented, I'm going to be an absolute nightmare this summer. Um, you got to get rid of Boone, man. That guy stinks. I tend to agree. I think he needs to go. Um, but enough baseball. Enough. You don't need to talk yeah. about baseball. We're in the dog days in a month from now and just hate everything. We'll come back to you, baseball. But yeah. for now, we'll talk for about now, we'll talk about. Bank robbery. If any of you bought this Jake Paul Mayweather fight, you're a sucker. Shout out Sports Surge. I don't understand how people are allowed to bet on that fight. Like, isn't that the definition of being fixed? Basically, WWE. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it sucks. I don't know what to say about but it. But at least WWE, there's like a winner and a loser. Yeah, no, that was like total bullshit. I, I don't really know. Um. So what happened? Everyone that bet on one side or the other lost, or did they get refunded? You can bet like the, if it goes the distance, if there's a knockout, it went the distance. There wasn't a knockout. I don't know what else. How many rounds, probably? There was, there was no way after the first – I didn't watch any of it, but when I heard the first round was over and there wasn't a knockout, I knew it was going the distance. Floyd could have knocked him out two minutes in, into the fight. Like – Floyd Mayweather is so good, even at however old he is now, like he could have knocked him out two minutes into the fight. He could have knocked him out whenever they could have been like, go knock him out. Within 25 seconds, the guy is going to be out on the floor. Yeah. So you have to know after the first round, like, it's just not going to happen. And then you saw the video and what was it, the sixth round? He literally KO'd him and carried him to his corner to finish the round. I mean... I'm not hurt about it because a I knew it was a joke going in and I don't I just don't care enough. The last boxing match I watched was Pacquiao Mayweather. What was that five years ago? You're not watching these Fury Wilder fights? They've been excellent. No. Why? No, I have no interest in those. I don't know anything about those guys. I'm not saying they're not the good best fights. In the world. You just... get educated. That's just an ignorant answer. That's an ignorant reason. Literally. No, the... I'm just saying I, I have no I have no interest. Not. I don't know. I. All right. Well, when they had their third fight, we'll get you into it. Okay. I'll jazz you up. I've been watching NASCAR, so you got to uh, do it. Hopefully that works. All right. You can get me. I'm fine with that. Um, all right. We can quickly hit on the NASCAR front. We're hitting on everything tonight. Kyle Larson won for the second week in a row. That guy uh, seems like a total wagon. He is. 
um, it's a real shame that he had his racial issue last year. Uh, because other than that incident, seems like a pretty genuine guy. Um, but the last four races now, uh, Hendrick has Hendrick Motorsports has finished first and second, um, which is actually a really good thing for the sport in general. Hendrick, for those of you who don't know, Hendrick Motorsports is you know the team that Jimmy Johnson raced for, Jeff Gordon, Dale Earnhardt Jr., all the big names. So the most famous, prestigious NASCAR team. They've really been bad for probably the last five, six years. I think Jimmy Johnson won a title six years ago, um, and since then they haven't been great. And this year they're just smoking everyone. So it's good for the sport. Um, not good for my guy being a being a, um, a Stuart Haas guy with Kevin Harvick. Hasn't been great so far this year. But, you know, a lot of changes with the car this past offseason. So some teams have adapted better than others up to this point. Um, so betting in NASCAR is is interesting because um, it, it all comes down to the tracks. And I forgot to text John um, picks for this week, but I'll give everyone a preview. If it is a road course, which there's still quite a few road courses left, the three favorites are going to be Larson, Chase Elliott, and the nine, Martin Trex and the 19. I mean, it's going to be one of those three guys that will win unless uh, it's a rain shortened race or something catastrophic happens. It will be one of those three guys guaranteed. Once you get to the circle tracks, you know, the mile and a half, the half milers, it's definitely more open. Um, that's where you have to, you have to take a look at the odds and uh, get a little cute with it. Uh, but road courses, just know it's those three guys, no one else. And that's our NASCAR talk for the week. Any questions? What do we got next week? What do we got next? What's the next race? Uh, it's the all-star race. At... Uh, no, they pulled out. I think it's in Texas this year. That's what my dad told me. Only oh, yeah. They switched from Charlotte to Texas. Sounds like they're trying to rotate like all all-star games seem to be these days, which is fine. It's probably what you should be doing anyway to drive engagement, but I don't know. Yes and no. Charlotte's a, I mean, Charlotte's a famous track, dude. I, um, I don't yeah, know. I mean, That's I a home of NASCAR. So actually, John, being a Charlotte resident, interesting discussion I had with my father last week, a full blown argument. So we were, it started out the argument as who's the most recognizable name in NASCAR right now. Yeah. In my opinion, it's Chase Elliott. He's the young kid, the son of a NASCAR hall of famer. The, the new kid on the block that all these fans of Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson, Dale Arnold Jr. looking for someone new to root for. My dad is on the Kyle Busch route. Um, and that brought up Charlotte. And John, how, like, does everyone in Charlotte, like, not like NASCAR, but everyone that lived there just, like, understand how big NASCAR is in Charlotte? I don't know exactly how to phrase it. Are you asking me if people who reside in Charlotte, North Carolina, understand the impact that NASCAR's had on the community? We can start there. Yeah, I like that. Or just what, or like just the impact, like just the cultural impact of NASCAR. What what do you ask me? That's that you couldn't have worded that more. Uh, Ambiguously. Yeah. (laughs) Um, let's say there's, there's a race this coming Sunday at Charlotte. Does everyone know there's, there's a race this weekend? A lot of people know it's, but you know what? It's very similar to quail hollow. 
people who just have general interest in sports or general interest in social events will know that Quail Hollow, there's a golf tournament with the PGA, or they will know that there's races at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Okay. Those people have graphics. Not everybody. And, and let's go in another route. And I want this in comparison to just other major cities. You see, let's say Kyle Busch is at a bar that you're at. What what percentage of the bar is going to recognize Kyle Busch? A bar in Charlotte? Ten. Ten percent? Five to ten. Okay, so still low. Okay. So, okay. so if you put him in, the reason I say that, Charlotte is a lot of transplants from different parts of the country, so you really can't peg it as NASCAR country in, in Charlotte. Whereas if you look at Darlington, man, they live, breathe NASCAR. You're going to have that number at 95% probably if you put Kyle Busch in any bar in Darlington, South Carolina. That's a small town, and they fucking are people from there. It's not transplants. So you can even take that into account. So downtown Charlotte, a lot of transplants. People don't aren't going to recognize Kyle Busch. Charlotte Metro, uh, however yeah. big that radius is, yeah, that's a lot of people from a lot of different places of the country for sure. Okay. All right. That makes sense. It was a good conversation. Glad we had it. Yeah, I, I agree. Hopefully I cleared that up. Um, yeah. Last In call. our last. Well, yeah, last call. And I think biggest event of the weekend for, for me. And that was the U.S. Mexico soccer game Sunday night. Folks, you have something to be excited about. Um, this U.S. men's team. I don't know. They they didn't qualify for the next the World Cup this summer, correct? Not yet, I don't believe. No, they're, I don't think Olympics they're in it. Summer. You're talking about Olympics. Oh, it's the Olympics. They didn't You're qualify. For. You've, been, you've been erratic all episode here. So it must be two years till the next World Cup. So the the Olympics they definitely did not qualify for. But four years from now, or two years from now, get excited, folks. This is a young, promising team. Um. Mexico's a good soccer team. This is a rivalry game and the US Captain America, Christian Pulisic with the PK in the what was it, 117th minute electric game. Um Mexico fans scummy just throwing shit on the field. Um but yeah, US with, you know, Weston McKinney, Christian Pulisic, Gio Reyna, like I feel like you know Come two years from now, that that lineup in the World Cup, if they're in it, is going to be a bunch of 24, 25, 26-year-olds. And I just think the the program that the U.S. is putting together is is promising in general. I think these young kids with talent in the U.S. are realizing you got to go to Europe if you want any chance at mm-hmm. being anything. Um, and you see it, all the best players on the U.S. now play in, you know, English Premier League, um, the the French League, the um, the German League. So it's exciting. I got to start turning on some more like Chelsea games, some Borussia Dortmund <laughs> games. Guy here, you mean Bundesliga and Serie A, I believe, and the Italiano League. Um, what's the Spanish one called? España. La Liga. La Liga. How do I know more than you here? Just talking. Uh, I'm like nervous. I'm nervous talking about soccer. I just panicked. Okay. You got me all frazzled this episode. Um, 
So that's my my thought on soccer. Do you have anything to add? That was my last call. I have absolutely nothing to talk about with soccer. Uh, Go America. I would love to see us do well. I'd love to root for something in the World Cup that I can relate to. If the U.S. is relevant in the World Cup, I'm getting so hellaciously drunk for that. That's a hell of a – yeah, absolutely. That'll be a really fun time. I think of the French Quarter in Charlotte during that time. It'll be fun. God, you're going to be so old. You're going to be like – you're going to be like pushing 30 at that point, Josh. Shut the hell up, dude. Get the fuck out of here. Stop it. <laughs> well, I, don't like, know how to, I don't even know what to do next. You just told me I'm 30. Uh, <laughs> Triple Crown horse racing's over. So really tough showing at the Belmont. We stunk up the field. Stunk it up. Favorite rolling. Guy with the uh, his owners, like United Arabs, Emirates leader or something and thought he kidnapped his own dodge some some wild situation with the central qualities owner look it up it's crazy that's my last call um i've been piping hot on the sticks too that's my real last call i'm excited to get on the sticks here i've been red hot the car i am disgusting with the car been sniping the shit out of everybody love it I, really? I look forward to it oh yeah oh yeah john something on the horse racing front before we finish bob baffert suspended two years from yeah um Churchill yeah. down. Yeah. So he can't even enter a horse into the next two Kentucky Derbies. No. Um, so that's actually kind of a big step. You know? Yeah. Because usually they can just, like tell a trainer not to show up at a race, but he can still enter horses. So this is actually big. I mean, I, I don't think the other two, I don't think uh, Pimlico or um, whatever. No. The, yeah. No, that is the Belmont. What's the Preakness track called? It's Pimlico is the Preakness. Belmont Park is Belmont Park. You're you're literally you're out, you're out of your mind tonight. You you're out of your mind tonight. I know. Oh. It was all over the place. You had me second guessing myself for a second. Don't be doing that. I'm sorry, but yeah. So Baffert will be out on the West Coast for the next two years, chilling. But it'll be fine. He's rich. He cares. Old. Yep. Done. We'll anyway. All right. Let's get out of here. You and the V. GC will be on the sticks. All right. We love you all. Talk to you next week. Connor, you suck. Thank you for listening. Production by AJ Bradbury.